Hey, good morning, afternoon, evening, or ass crack of to you race fans, and welcome back to Roland Race News. Folks, thank you so much for bearing with me over these last couple weeks. It's kind of been hell around the Roland house, I'm not going to lie. Had some different family issues going on, different this and different that. A um, little bit of difficulty with guests, but we've made some major milestones, learned how to do phone recordings, so now it's not so difficult to get somebody to come over to the garage and record live. It's simple. All I got to do is get your phone number, send you a link, and you can jump right on. So here's just a little snippet of that, the first run that we really did. This is an off-season update with friend of the show, Troy Sanford. Troy's been on the show before. Um, This is just a quick little off-season update for him. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. I believe I'm actually headed over to the Sanford shop to get caught up with Troy's nephew and local kart racer Cam Gossard to get a little bit of insight on their operation moving up from the cage carts to the micro sprint division in the area. So without further ado, here is an off-season update with Troy Sanford. What's going on, Troy Sanford? What's going on, James? Man, not too much. Testing out the old uh, podcast thing on the over the phone. It actually sounds pretty all right. Yeah, you're kind of breaking up on my end. Oh, I bet it's these stupid. Um, I'm trying it through my headphones. It actually sounds really good when I just go over the phone, but since I'm at work, I'm just uh, yeah, not coming through real good. But that's the kind of feedback that I'm looking for because none of this will probably end up getting published. Right, right. I hear you. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, we could probably just, you could just, uh, you know, ask me the questions or whatever, and we can go from there and see what we uh, turn out with or whatever, you know? Yeah, if anything turns out with this, then I can save it for getting published. So, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. I guess, I guess we'll just kind of roll into it. So, how's the off season going? Are you starting to get stuff ready for next year or? Just kind of hanging out and enjoying it till the holidays are done. Yeah, um, so right now uh, my folks just moved about uh, two months ago, and uh, that's where I keep the operation at. Been uh, busy helping them move, and uh, the garage was a little unfinished, didn't have any insulation in the ceiling. So we put up some uh, insulation and uh, finished, I'm going to finish the uh, roof here pretty soon. So, but other than that, uh, Race cars kind of been put on the hold, so yeah. Uh, just, in a couple of weeks or so, we should have everything done and begin our uh, off-season maintenance. So, when you have the shop warming party, is your goal to have that after the car is done, or kind of let people see it in the wintertime? Um, yeah, I'll, I don't know. It uh, it all just depends, you know, um, how everything rolls, um, sponsorship-wise. And uh, see, you know, get a body on it and everything like that, a wrap. And um, so it kind of all just depends on uh, what kind of comes my way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Are you, just just for the folks that don't know, a lot of people nowadays are running carbon fiber bodies. Are you more of a fiberglass or a carbon fiber? Um, well, if I had the money, I'd, like, I'd love the carbon fiber, but um, I run uh, fiberglass. Um, and honestly, I, I personally don't think, you know, it gives you that much of a, uh, advantage, you know, I mean, you're talking probably ounces when you're switching to carbon fiber from, uh, fiberglass, but, uh, I do believe it's a lot more durable, you know, and, uh, you can reuse it. 
for the next season on like a fiberglass that it'll kind of chip away and whatnot from what uh, I've known from this uh, first season. So. so talking about your first season in the 305 sprint car stuff, what would you say is the biggest thing that you learned? The biggest thing I learned, um, the biggest thing I learned jumping from the modifieds to the sprint car was for the majority part, you can pretty much, you know, race against uh, darn near every guy out there, you know, and that's nothing against the sport mods or modifieds or whatever. That's kind of the beast of the nature, you know, when you climb into those fender cars. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's the biggest thing learned is that, you know, you can actually, you know, race, race with them and, you know, uh, I'd say 80% of the field, you know, you can trust running wheel. Yeah, not a lot of squirrels in that 305 division. It's definitely, uh, you know, you kind of, you look at A mods and sport mods and you get the misconception that sport mods are just full of squirrels and the A mods are the real pros. But I, I don't know, I think that most classes of modified, you really have a good balance of the squirrels and the fast guys and then the in the three oh fives it's kinda of time to nut up or shut up because it's just it gets so expensive. You can't go out there and get loose yeah, every week sure. and wad something up. Exactly. Yeah, and the, you know, guys can get hurt a lot easier in these things than they can modify it or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot more to get a modified Yeah, over. yeah, for sure. And you know, you're surrounded by a bunch of <laughs> that's French car at a bare minimum what you're surrounded by. So, um, how's your nephew uh, mini sprint operation going? Uh, Cam Gossard moving up from the cage carts into a mini sprint for yeah, 2021. I think yeah. I'm going to talk to him here pretty soon. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, can't uh, wait for him to lap. Um, I think he'll be all right, you know, but uh, it's just going to take a little learning curve, a lot more horsepower and them things than what he's used to, but... They're uh, getting oh, absolutely. right now and um, in search for some uh, marketing partners for the uh, 2021 season. So, um, but yeah, I think it's uh, pretty much ready to rip. So just need a little graphics, some numbers on it, and you can go out there and give her hell. Sounds good to me. Uh, do you know where they're planning on racing that at? There's not a lot of uh, venues for the micro sprints around No, there. there's not. Um, I think they're pretty much stuck to Cam out in Hastings. So I think they'll be making that trip. I believe it's every Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're Friday right. Or Saturday, I'm not 100% for sure. But, yeah, so they'll be making that trip out there. And um, I'm assuming in a few seasons, maybe, when he gets out of the uh, restrictor class, they might travel to Sweet Springs every now and again. I know Mike had uh, talked about it you know, in the near future or whatever to maybe go down there after Cam Man gets all comfy in that car. So... Well, I had talked to Tommy Denton from the Jefferson County Speedway. Oh, it's probably been month, month and a half ago. They're planning on doing some more URSS 305 stuff oh, down really? there on their micro track. Oh, yeah. So you guys might be able to hit them with the double right? trouble one. Yeah, we might. I don't know. <laughs> that, uh, that track's pretty dang small for a full-size car, in my opinion. But I know they've done it, and it can be done, you know. But uh, just uh, last season when they went down there, I didn't, you know. What I had on the car is pretty much all we had. I had a few spares in the trailer, but 
definitely couldn't afford to get tore up. So kind of limited eagle a little bit, but I think that's next season. We'll, well that's something out. that I noticed. That's something that I kind of noticed with you um, in your rookie year. You just kept that car so straight, you know, and it wasn't like you were scared to drive it in because you could definitely drive right. it in, but you definitely had excellent car control um, right off the corner. And that's what you've got to do in those three Oh five. Yeah. Because when you scrub speed, you really, yeah, for sure, speed. man. Uh, my uh, grandpa taught me, um, when you go around the track, try to make, you know, your laps like you're on a line, you know, like a shoestring or whatever, you know what I mean? And just yep. try to be smooth as you can. And, uh, to be honest with you, do you remember the, uh, O2, uh, World of Outlaws game on the PlayStation 2? Uh, yeah. I sure so, do. Uh, I had to go over there. All it's in my PlayStation in the garage. That? It's in my PlayStation in the garage right now. You can come over and play. Oh, heck yeah. I love that game. Yeah, man, when I was a little kid, um, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And um, they had a a PS2 over there, and they had the uh, World of Outlaws game in it. And uh, I remember uh, getting the car all sideways, getting in and everything, you know. And uh, my grandpa came downstairs, and he taught me, you know, you need to keep that nose as straight as you can. You know, that's the faster you'll be. And so I guess I've always kind of uh, taken that into my, you know, driving or whatever, um, you know, just to keep the car really straight and, uh, and to uh, keep it hooked up. My dad always said if uh, you can keep the car straight and hooked up, you know, you're going to beat, you know, five, six, seven guys right off the bat just by doing that, you know, just running your own race and paying attention to your car. Absolutely. You've said it a couple times. You know, consistency is key, and you can't be consistent if you're out there, you know, driving like wild. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, um, we were racing go-kart. I wanted to chase points, but my uh, old man never wanted to chase points. Um, his biggest thing was that if you can run as consistently as you can, run as best you can every night, the points will show up later. You know, if you go out chasing points, and you know, that gets into your head, and it, you know, it doesn't make it too fun. I think uh, uh, Cole Layman had mentioned something about that, how he'd never chase points again or something, if I recall right. So it uh, definitely puts a lot of stress on, you know, not only you, the driver, but um, everyone on your pit crew too, you know, because, you know, they're all known up front if you uh, want to be in contention for them points. Oh, yeah. A points championship is definitely no easy feat to accomplish, and it doesn't no. matter whether you're riding a BMX bike or a 410 Exactly, exactly. So I guess that's kind of where – you know, I try to be, you know, or my con, uh, consistency comes in as, uh, you know, from what my old man and my uh, grandpa taught me. Definitely a family affair. So talking about spending a lot of time with your grandparents growing up and having somebody that was racing, that's kind of how my upbringing was. I spent a lot of weekends going to the races with my grandpa yeah. out at Beatrice and out at Eagle. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, oh. I remember, um, I don't remember a whole lot uh, from my old man racing. Um, I remember like his last two seasons uh, very briefly, but uh, I remember my grandpa always taking me out to Columbus and Rising. That's the two tracks he ran his last couple of years. So, yeah, I always got some fond memories oh. going up to Columbus and with grandpa and sitting on them wooden uh, bleachers there. Absolutely. Columbus, well, Columbus, I've only been to a handful of times. Uh, I used to go down there with Jared Dieterding from time to time. Um, Rising City, I spent a lot of time and turned a yeah. few laps around that place. And 
That's one that I wish could have stuck yeah. around. Hey, did you that see track that's up had for so sale? much potential. I did see yeah. that it's up for sale, but it's also a corn. It is, now. but you know the track impression's still there. <laughs> yeah, I guess a guy could go out there and try to find the right hole. To yeah, hit. I just always loved to race that track because uh, my old man said that was his favorite track he's ever raced at. Damn near wide open all night long. Three lanes, uh, three grooves racing. You know, always. Oh, absolutely, and you know, that track I think had more name changes. Than <laughs> yeah, track in Nebraska yeah, for history. sure. Yeah, I remember um, Thunder Lake, Butler County. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm, all I remember it by is uh, Rising City. You know, that's just how we've always uh, remembered it. But I remember uh, when uh, Jeremy Noonan, when he got his uh, sport mod, um. They were going to go out there and uh, run some practice laps and whatnot. And uh, he says, um, you know, we're going to Butler. And I'm like, well, where in the hell's Butler County Speedway? And they're like, well, it's by Rising City. I'm like, oh, you mean Rising City? And they're like, no, it's called Butler. I'm like, yeah, well, I think the name's changed about five different times. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that didn't change about that place was the six miles of gravel road you had to get to. Or you had to drive to get to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep, that was a fun track. Well, all right, man. I think this is uh, probably going to conclude our testing session. I think that went over pretty damn well. I'll play it back and see how it sounds. But I think we'll definitely get this segmented into a future episode. Right on, man. Hell, yeah. That'll work. All right, brother. Well, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to me, and we'll be catching up with you real soon. Let us know when that uh, shop party uh-huh. coming around. Thanks for having me on, James. I appreciate it, man. Hey, absolutely. Be good. We'll talk All to right, you man. Soon. Later.